Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zhu. I'm Aaron McMahon. On today's episode, we are breaking down the Michigan-Wisconsin matchup and what in the world we can make of each team's start so far this season. Let's get after it. Aaron, welcome in and good to be with you. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thursday morning as we record this, uh, 48 hours from now, about Michigan and Wisconsin will kick off. Yeah, I mean, Aaron and I are in our apartments right now gearing up for game week and Andrew is in San Diego this week for a little vacation. I don't, I don't know what the reports are true, but I, I hear the weather is pretty nice there. So a little, little bit jealous, but he will be back, back soon, and we'll, we'll grill him a little bit about his, his vacation to paradise. Um, it's, it's pretty nice here though too, so no complaints yet. I'm sure by Michigan's next home game it will be a different story, but I guess you never know in Michigan. It's supposed to be 84 tomorrow in, in uh, Wisconsin when I, when I fly into Madison. I mean, wild. 84 what? In oh, my gosh. Late September in Wisconsin. So can't, I'm not complaining. All right. Yeah, let's dive into this matchup. And it, it's funny because I remember in, in the press box on Saturday against Rutgers in the first half, I, I leaned over to you. I'm like, wow, are, are we going to be picking Michigan to, to go on the road and beat Wisconsin next week? And sure enough, Michigan kind of lays an egg there in the in the second half, especially defensively. And it kind of just completely changed how I felt about this game heading into Saturday. And I don't know about you, but my kind of perception of this matchup is is a little bit different. And it's amazing what just one half of football can can do to kind of change things. Yeah. Like you said, it's kind of amazing that how like one half of poor football can change our perception of, of an offense or a team. And I, and I think obviously some of the fan base wanted to see Michigan struggle so they can throw the football more. I think some of us have been waiting for that, you know, that, team to stop Michigan's run game and, and it happened Saturday. Now Michigan's play calling I don't think was very they didn't go outside the, the box. They they kind of stayed their conventional wisdom game plan and they didn't do anything super crazy with with Cade and, and the passing game. Um whether that's by design or not, I guess remains to be seen because I, I think some of us are expecting them to at least start to open the playbook a, a little bit more, maybe take some of those deeper shots and, and incorporate the passing game more. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, it was, I partially think that Michigan went into halftime on Saturday. That Keep in mind, they're up 20 to three and they're dominating. And they just kind of decided to, I don't say close up shop, but just like, you know, ease this thing to a victory. You know, and it obviously didn't end up that way. Rutgers uh, defensively, they did a pretty good job. They were able to score and make it more of a game. But, you know, part of me thinks after watching this team for four games and watching how slowly they've been rolling out the passing, I mean, it, part of me, thinks that they're they're waiting to kind of unleash some more stuff. We'll see, but you know, there's there's a lot to be lot, lot to be unknown and Saturday I think it's going to tell us a lot about where this passing game sits. Yeah, look, I mean, they're they're going to have to go to the air more against Wisconsin because no team has been able to run the ball against Wisconsin this year. I mean, Notre Dame averaged less than a yard per carry. Obviously that had a lot to do with with Wisconsin having like five or six sacks. Um but even even Notre Dame starting running back only had like 33 rushing yards on 18 carries. So I, I get that 
that is the strength of Michigan's offense. Blake Corum and Hassan Hashins are arguably their two most explosive players on offense at this point. But you can't, I, you just can't rely on them to be able to consistently pick up three, four, five yards on every play to put this team in a good position. There's going to be some third and long situations, and they're going to have to trust Cade and, and the receivers to to get open and, and move the ball through the air. And, yeah, I, I don't think it's all on Cade so far, that their inability to be consistent moving the ball through the air. I, I think the receivers have a lot more to show. I get that Ronnie Bell got, got hurt early in the year, and it's taking a little bit of time to adjust, but – they need to be better. The tight ends, um, besides Eric All, have been non-existent in the passing game, and a lot of, they've been using a lot of two tight end sets. I, I get that blocking's a key factor too, but they they need to find a way to to get some momentum in in the pass game. And I think this is the the game that they have to try and do it because if you're going to try and run the ball on first down every time against Wisconsin, I, you're not going to be picking up more than two three yards consistently. So you're going to have to be, you're going to be forced into throwing passing situations. So that's a big thing for me. And at this point, I don't know if I trust Michigan's passing game enough to go into a hostile environment where they haven't won since 2001 and get it done. Here's the thing about Michigan's passing game. They, they obviously haven't used it a ton. They still rank like 127 out of 130 in the number of attempts they, they've taken so far this year, number of passes they've thrown. And that's only ahead of like Navy, Air Force, and Army. Um, but when Michigan does throw the ball, they're incredibly efficient. They're averaging like 10 yards an attempt, which is like top 10 in the country. So they haven't thrown the ball a ton, but when they do, they're big plays and they usually hit. The qualm people have is, why aren't you throwing the ball more? And the Michigan coaching staff, they all, their rebuttal is always, well, we got a really good you know, running game. We want to establish that. And that's how we're, we're trying to win these games. Um, you know, it really much, very much is a kind of a throwback to Jim Harbaugh's early days here at Michigan where you, you know, establish dominance in line of scrimmage, kill clock, and win, win games on the ground. And they're going to turn their passing game when they have to. But as you mentioned and we talked about earlier, they're going to have to at some point. I don't know if Saturday will be. It probably will be. Um, but I have no doubt that they're going to come out Saturday in Madison and try and run the football early. I mean, that's going to be their MOs. And, and depending on what happens from there, well, to determine how much I think they utilize the passing game, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, I don't expect Saturday's game to be this like highest scoring juggernaut. I think that the total is set at like what 43 or something. So the odds makers are expecting like a 20, you know, a 23, 21 game, 24, 21 game, uh, where this is going to be kind of decided, you know, 13 to 14 probably wins. So the key on Saturday, just like it has been in the previous few weeks, and the coaching the coaches have talked about this is. Michigan can't turn the ball over. They haven't they haven't turned it over yet. Cade hasn't thrown an interception, which I think is pretty impressive. When you go back, even if you go back to his snaps last year, his game against Rutgers and the start against Penn State, he still hasn't thrown an interception. So like the guy has been highly efficient moving the football and not turning it over. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you want on your starting quarterback. You know, he obviously hasn't been as, you know, productive in the passing game as some folks want. His decision making is left a little bit to be desired especially if you look at you know the past couple of games when he's facing pressure in the pocket, you know, he, he does get a little jittery and his, his feet get moving. He, he makes, you know, split second decisions, but he hasn't made that ultimate you know mistake where he's turned the ball over. So Michigan's been happy with what they have. They're still riding him. You know, we talked to quarterback coach Matt Weiss on Wednesday, you know, he was asked plenty about JJ McCarthy. Uh, he acknowledged that JJ's got talent. He probably would start, you know, somewhere else, but they're, they're still riding Cade. So it, until otherwise, you know, Cade is their guy and they like what they're getting out of him. Yeah, on the flip side of things, the the quarterback for Wisconsin, Graham Mertz, has had a, a lot of trouble turning the ball over, and it's, it's I think cost them in in both their losses so far. I mean, 
people don't realize Wisconsin was leading in the fourth quarter against Penn State and against Notre Dame. Like they could easily be three and all right now. Uh, and if, if they were, that their schedule would be a lot tougher than Michigan hasn't faced a Notre Dame or a Penn State yet, too. So I, I don't think you should read into too much about these teams' records so far. I mean, Wisconsin through three quarters battled two really tough teams. Graham Mertz has struggled the uh, turning the ball over. I mean, he had four interceptions against Notre Dame, two against Wisconsin. I mean, in those two games, I think the Badgers yeah, had eight turnovers and only had one takeaway. So when you <laughs> with a, a minus seven turnover differential, it's, it's tough to, to win games. And Michigan, on the other hand, hasn't been great forcing turnovers this year. So I mean, what what are we going to see on Saturday? Is, is Graham Mertz going to continue to kind of force the issue and is Michigan going to take advantage or does he kind of settle down? And I, I don't think Michigan's defense is going to get gashed by any chance, but I think they're going to need a turnover or two to flip the field and maybe get some momentum on the road to, to win this game. And I don't know if, if they've shown the capability of, of forcing those turnovers yet. Uh, you're right. You hit the nail on the head. You know, Wisconsin turn, is turning the ball over a lot. But Michigan hasn't forced a ton either. They've had one interception to their to their name through four games, so it's not like they're forcing a ton. I generally think Wisconsin's going to do a lot of things early Saturday to try and settle Graham Mertz down and get him comfortable in the pocket, whether it's some short short to intermediate stuff, so he doesn't have to throw the ball deep, just to get him comfortable and get him going again. Because Wisconsin's ability to win is going to hinge on whether their offense can move the football and score. Because yeah, we talk about their defense. I mean. People forget, I mean, they're number two in the country as it stands right now. I mean, they're not allowing a ton of yards on the ground. And they're decent in the in the secondary. You know, they're not giving up a ton of points. So keep in mind, like, what was it, 21 of those points or 28 of those points in Notre Dame on Saturday were, were late. So Michigan, I don't think is going to score a ton. I don't think Michigan's going to give up a ton. You know, Wisconsin's coming home. They're playing at Camp Randall again. Graham Mertz is familiar playing. He's comfortable playing. So uh, part of me thinks they're going to do some things to get him comfortable early, try and move the offense to show that they, they, they can score and move and move the football. Because look, Michigan's defense has been fine so far through four games, but they have given up some yardage. Teams have been able to move the football on them. Where they've, I think, excelled has been the red zone, where they're not giving up touchdowns and instead you know, giving up field goals. And if, if that's the case on Saturday, where Wisconsin's able to move the football but not score touchdowns, Michigan's going to stand a chance potentially have a shot to win. But if Wisconsin can get its offense going, then it could be a long day for Michigan because we, I don't think Michigan, you hit on it. I don't think Michigan's able to run the ball very productively Saturday. They're going to try. I don't think they'll be able to, to do it very well. So, and there, there's your, I think your, your pathway for a Wisconsin fan to win this game on Saturday. How many points do you think home field advantages were to Wisconsin in this matchup? Well, odds makers typically set it at like four to six. I think it's a little less in the NFL. The NFL's three. Colleges usually give it a little bit more. So probably four to six. I would call. I would consider Camp Randall an above average stadium just in terms of environment and difficulty to play. It, it gets pretty loud and, and rambunctious in there. I wouldn't put it at like Penn State level, but it's you know it's like Michigan State level when it's full. Right. So I, I think I mean, it helps them absolutely. And, and the problem with Michigan historically at Camp Randall is just get off the slow starts. You know, they either can't run the ball or Wisconsin gets up big early. So I, I think that's MO number one for Michigan on Saturday. They need to start fast. And that doesn't necessarily mean score in the first drive or go up 14 nothing, but it's not allowing Wisconsin to get on the board early and get some momentum. You know, if it's 0 0 at the first quarter, that's fine. But you can't let them get on the board quickly. And at the same token, you got to show that you can move the offense too, because slow starts have just absolutely killed Michigan and Madison in the past. And, and if that's the case, if that's going to happen again on Saturday, 
it's probably going to be a long day for the Wolverines again. I know our, our predictions will be running tomorrow uh, on Friday, but uh, do you know which way you're leaning at this point? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I would not be surprised uh, if it's a one, two, three-point game. It comes down to a final field goal. I'm leaning Wisconsin. You know, before the season started, I had this game as a definitive loss for Michigan, just based on what we saw last year and what the unknowns we, we, we had on defense and the fact that they're playing this game in Madison. That's not the case now. I, I think this is really a, virtually a toss-up. I, I think Michigan's showing enough offensively to give me confidence to think that they can stay hang in this game, but it's going to come down to their ability to run the ball remotely decently and not just be shut out there and throw the ball so I think it's a toss-up. I think it could go either way. I think either team wins by a field goal, but I'm giving the, you know, I'm leaning Wisconsin just because it's a home game for them and, you know, it's a familiar place for them and Michigan struggles there historically. Uh, I think my extended prediction yesterday for our, our picks on MLive is like a staff. And I think I had Mich- I had Wisconsin. I don't know. Do we, are we giving scores? Do you want me to give a score here? No, no, not yet. No, no, no. Okay, uh, we'll I won't give a score. For, but yeah, I haven't looked at yours yet. I'm leaning Wisconsin, man. I mean, it's hard to pick against them at home. If this game was in Ann Arbor, same situation. If this game was in Ann Arbor instead of, of, of Madison, I'd probably lead Michigan. I don't really have to say much after that because I kind of feel the same way and in, in the same boat as you. So we'll we'll see which way Andrew goes. I'm waiting, still waiting on his prediction. But we, maybe we'll have some differing opinions for, for the first time this year. So, And it's important see. to back out here and realize that my thought process here, and I have to remind myself this, isn't necessarily a slam at Michigan because, like I said, before the season, this was like a definite loss in my book. Sure. Like, I didn't think they'd stand a chance. And now that I, I think, you know, the odds makers have it set, it, I think Wisconsin's currently a two-point favorite, uh, started about even one point either way. Like, the fact that Michigan's being considered to have a shot here, you know, is a good sign for them. You know, there's a, there's a very real possibility they walk in Saturday and play well and come out of, you know, come out victorious and, and are 5-0. and oh. And at that point, I think some of us will think differently about this Michigan this Michigan team. Um, but until then, I need to see more from the offense. And I need to see that they can actually go into a place where they haven't historically won in a while against a team of their caliber, both in, in you know, physicality and size-wise and talent level, and win on the road. Because they, you know, under Jim Harbaugh, it's been, it's been few and far between. Very much so. Yeah, before the year, I would say maybe 15% chance of, of Michigan winning this game. And now... All the way up to maybe 48, 49%. Like you said, it is pretty much a toss up. And I have a a razor thin margin in in my prediction, which you guys will be able to see tomorrow on MLive.com. Aaron will have plenty more coverage from Saturday's game in medicine. And we will talk to you again soon after the game for a a post game roundup and, and post game pod and discuss all the action from Saturday. We will talk to you then. And thanks for listening.